This is CX of M Radio, the voice of customer experience professionals. Welcome to another episode of Press One for Nick. Your host, Nick Limsdahl, is the Director of Contact Center Solutions at VDS. Through conversations with customer service and customer experience leaders, Nick and his guests exchange insightful stories, best practices, and invaluable lessons they have learned along the way. LinkedIn presents. Welcome to the Press One for Nick podcast. My name is Nick Limsdahl. My guest this week is Paul Rudder. Paul has been involved in the cruise, travel, and hospitality industry for over 40 years as a senior executive on board some of the largest and most luxurious cruise ships in the world. He's worked a unique environment where he actually lived with his customers, clients, and coworkers. There's just no way, no getting away from anyone when you're in the middle of the ocean. That is true. I absolutely love cruises myself. Uh, His travels have taken him all over the world while working with great teams and individuals from already over 75 different countries. Paul is the founder and chief experience officer at Smooth Sailing Communications, a corporate training and executive coaching company based in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. He's developed the more than perfect customer service model in his latest book, You Can't Make This Ship Up, is available where books are sold. Paul, welcome to the Press One for Nick podcast. Thank you, Nick. A pleasure to be here. You got to be careful how you say the title of the book. I was very careful. I had to <laughs> I had to practice that a couple times. <laughs> so one question I ask every single guest, Paul, is what's one thing people might not know about you? Um, well, I had no intention of getting into the cruise and travel industry. It's funny. I went to college. I'm a proud graduate of Boston University. I I have an education degree. I always wanted to be a teacher. I played basketball, little basketball for Boston University, wanted a a coach. Uh, and out of the blue, I was home in Connecticut. I grew up, I'm a New Englander, grew up in Connecticut, and I had just graduated college. Uh, and The only reason I'm talking to you is because I took my dog for a walk. I grew up across the street from my high school. I took my dog for a walk at the high school, saw the principal of the high school four years after I had graduated. He said, Paul, what are you doing? I said, oh, just graduated. And he looked at me and said, how'd you like to work on a cruise ship? And I and I looked around to make sure he was actually talking to me because I had no clue what a cruise ship was. This was a long time ago in the set. The love boat had not even been on TV. And so uh, he knew somebody who knew somebody, and uh, here I am. Uh, it's, it was just fate that, uh, that brought me here today. So uh, I'm, I'm just very, very fortunate, very lucky to be where I am. And so you've had so much opportunity to see plenty of customers. You, you interact with all of them consistently over the years. You've also experienced a lot of the 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 people that are on the ships and the ships themselves and the experiences we were kind of talking about how the organizations across the across the shipping the cruise industry have kind of had to level up uh, as organizations and corporations have uh, continued to get into the organization or into the the cruise line industry. Um, what has been your favorite cruise line um, route uh, when it comes to the years that you've spent on the water? Well, I get that. I get asked that question a lot. Usually when I'm on board, passengers will ask me, some of our guests will say, what's your favorite itinerary? And I jokingly say, oh, the one I'm on right now, so they don't feel bad. But 
certain sections of the world are so fascinating. So, for instance, we, we think history here in the United States, 350 years old is a long time that, that our country's, you know, been in existence. But you go to Europe, uh, you go to Asia, where you're talking three, four, five thousand years of history. It really is fascinating there to to actually experience the things you learn about in school. So I, I've always uh, uh, loved the history of Europe. I'm a big outdoor nature person, so I love Alaska. I'm actually going to be in Alaska this coming summer. I'm going to be on a ship. The Alaska is extremely popular uh, with the nature and the, the whales playing next to the ship and the bald eagles overhead and the salmon bakes. And it's you wake up in snow-capped mountains, and it's just absolutely fabulous. Uh, I sailed out of Asia, out of China before the pandemic, two years right before the pandemic. I was sailing out of Shanghai, China, over to Japan, which was absolutely fascinating as well. We had pretty much all Japan, uh, all Chinese guests on board. And so I had an interpreter wherever I went. As cruise director, I'm in charge of activities and entertainment on board. But I also run a division. I had about 150 people that reported to me from the singers and dancers, to the musicians, to the crew staff and the youth staff. And so uh, about 150 people report just to the cruise director. And so um, that was exciting as well, sailing out of Asia. Uh, the Caribbean's always a nice relaxing uh, cruise to get some sun and to relax a little bit. So different areas of the world are fascinating for, for different reasons. But I've always said the best education I ever received was from traveling the world. I learned so much more from traveling than I did from staying in school. And so I don't know if that answered your question. I know it was a long way around, uh, uh, but I love Alaska and I love Europe. So I have a short story. I think I've, I've done the Alaska, I've done the Caribbeans, I've done uh, the the Barcelona, uh, sailing out of Barcelona, and that was all great. Uh, we actually on the Caribbean, I think it was the Western Caribbean. We actually went on our honeymoon, couldn't afford a big, crazy uh, honeymoon. So we decided to go on a cruise because we could experience a, a lot of different locations. And we, uh, the, we showed up and they had that newly, the, the, the wedding, uh, a game show and uh, they started playing it. We ended up winning this game show uh, uh -huh. in front of the 4,000. So people on the Royal Caribbean and so the rest of they kept replaying it on TV. And there was a guy in the elevator. He was probably six, six, walked in, couldn't speak English. And he just looked at us, smiled and said, newlyweds. <laughs> <laughs> so we were famous the whole whole time on the cruise ship. And it was it definitely made it memorable. I have hosted that game show. We call it the love and marriage game show. It's That's our right. version of the newlywed, not so newlywed game. Uh, and so I won't embarrass you and ask, you know, the strangest place you and your wife now probably <laughs> won't get into that. So, but I know some of the questions that you were asked. And yes, the people who are on that game show become very popular for the rest of the cruise. It was, it was a great one. And, uh, yeah, some of those questions were very interesting, but we, <laughs> it, it was a lot of fun. So, uh, one of the questions I had for you, and I, I kind of try, was trying to sift through a lot of the articles that you've written and or have talked about. And one of the questions you've, statements have you made is customer service is the marketing of the future. Tell me more about what you mean by that. Well, if there's one thing the pandemic has taught us, it's that you cannot compete on price alone. Everybody has a cheaper price, a, a lower price is just a click away. Or if you go to one gas station for low prices, then there may be another one that opens across the street. And so you're only loyal to the low price. 
businesses now have to learn that you cannot compete on price alone and you have to compete on service and the experience that you provide for your customers. And so we're on board a ship. We're actually living with our customers 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You know well because you've taken a few cruises. You know that we're living with you. We can't get away from you. And so we compete on service and how we treat you and the experience that we provide. I always tell people we're not in the cruise industry. We're not in the travel industry. We're in the industry of creating memories. And your example was great. You remember the newlywed, not so newlywed game as such a wonderful experience that you've told many of your friends about. And I don't know if you got a recording of it that you watched afterwards, but that's what we do. We create memories and that's how people are making purchasing decisions around emotions now. So, you know, hopefully you had such a great time. I, I'm with Royal Caribbean. So, you know, a full disclosure up front, uh, I, I, I've been with them for over 30 years. But that's what we do. We create memories. And what we want you to do, our goal is for you to book your next cruise before your current cruise is over because you're having such a great time, because the food is so good and the entertainment is so good and you've the, your, your stateroom attendant treated you like you've never been treated before. You're, you say to your spouse, yes, let's book our next cruise right now because we can give you the best deal. And that's what we do. We create an exceptional experience that exceeds expectations so that you'll book your next cruise right away. And you don't even have to tell us what cruise it is. It's just you're putting a deposit down on a room on any of our ships anywhere in the world. And think about that. What if land-based businesses knew that 98% of the time their customers would come back if they had a great experience? And that's what it's all about. Repeat business, keeping your customers coming back over and over again by creating an experience that exceeds expectations. And so hopefully at the end of a cruise, it is you're at the at the highest point of that experience. You're coming off the high and you're still saying, so what's next? I know I'm going back to reality. I know I'm going back to my life of where I need to work and I need to take care of my family and I need to do this and that. Actually pay for, uh, make my own meal. Uh, and you can't have six desserts at the end of your meal. <laughs> but what? What I have this... to make my own bed? What? Yeah, what, what is this? Uh, <laughs> I didn't sign up for this, but, you know, so they want to experience that again because of the experience that they're currently in. And uh, we've done that, uh, I think, multiple times where we uh, booked it. And it's because of it's it's the it's the ship, it's the quality, it's the locations, it's but it is also the people. Uh, Every single ship that I think we've been on four, at least four, probably cruises, all of them have been Royal Caribbean because we know what we're getting. And it is predictable. Exactly. And, and that's so a lot of the training goes in. I mean, we train certain positions on board. For instance, your state attendant who sees you every day. Hopefully they called you by name after the first day. They knew your name. Same thing if you went to a certain lounge or a bar and you had your favorite bartender. They knew your name. Oh, Nick, how are you? You want your a gin and tonic? Sure. Here it is right here. And you feel special. And The same thing happens in the dining room. If you order, let's say, iced tea for dinner on the first night, well, every night after that, when you come into the dining room, there's going to be iced tea waiting for you. You don't even have to ask for it anymore because that's how our crew members are trained. And and employee engagement is especially important on board a ship. 
because we have, as you mentioned at the beginning, we have crew members from over 75 different countries on board. How do you keep them all engaged uh, to deliver the service that makes you want to come back over and over again? And I'm sure all those ships, you saw smiles on all the crew members' faces. And, and a lot of the guests comment how happy the crew is and how happy they are to serve people over and over again. And you're right. It's an emotional decision that you make to come back because you know the product. You know, no matter what ship you go on, you're going to get the exact same product and the, the same quality of service and the consistency throughout our fleet. In a competitive market, does your customer service stand out from the crowd? One way to offer a better experience is by moving your contact center to the cloud. But with so many options to choose from, how do you know which solution is the best for both your business and your customers? That's where VDS comes in and guides you to the best solution. They understand your clients' pain points, business outcomes, and goals. Then VDS designs, implements, supports, and provides 24-7 managed services. From start to finish, VDS is committed to finding the best solutions for your clients' needs. To learn more, go to www.govds.com or find a link in the show notes. And so when it comes to that employee, because you're managing a huge crew and you're trying to keep everybody on the same, you're on the same boat, literally, but uh, how do you make sure that you're rowing in this, you're right in the right position in the right seat, rowing in the right uh, direction? How do you make sure that they're all engaged? How do you make sure that they have that customer engagement, that personalization? And, and how are you doing that across every single ship across the world? Like that, that consistency and predictability of that experience? Well, it starts with training. And there is a lot of training on board. We try to hire people who are already experienced in a position. So for instance, if somebody is applying for a job in the dining room, we would like them to have dining room experience in a restaurant, maybe in their home country. Uh, But that's not always necessarily the case. Uh, The first thing people have to do from the countries, and just so you know, Americans, as I'm sure you saw, we're a minority on board. Uh, On the largest cruise ships in the world, there are over uh, 6,000, about 6,500 guests, and there's over 2,000 crew members on board. That's over 8,000 people in a metal ship in the middle of the ocean. You know, what could possibly go wrong under those circumstances? But we have to be trained to handle any scenario, especially safety and security. That's number one in everything we do. Every crew member has a safety responsibility in case there's, God forbid, I don't want to, you know, give secrets behind the scenes. If there's a fire, if there's a grounding, if there's a medical emergency, uh, we're trained to handle all of those situations. So training is extremely important. The other thing I want to mention is that cruise cruise lines are very good knowing that happy crew makes for happy guests. If your crew members aren't happy, there is no way in the world your guests are going to be happy. Even if you have the newest ship with all the new technology and the newest shows, if your crew members aren't smiling and happy and saying good morning to you, the guests are going to know something's wrong. So we try to keep the employees engaged by bringing a little bit of their home onto the ship. So for instance, if we have 75 people, 75 countries represented on board, 
what I have for breakfast and what you have for breakfast may not be what the people from the Philippines or Indonesia or from China have for breakfast. So our food and beverage team does a great job of trying to bring a little comfort of home into the experience. So they will have foods from different regions around the world. We may want fruits uh, and cereal and eggs for breakfast, but some people may want fish and rice and, and vegetables for, because that's what they're normal. And so we try to give them a little comfort of home that makes them feel good. The other thing that we try to do is make sure their living accommodations are good. The two big areas on board for crew members are where they live and what they eat. So if we keep their cabins clean and the, everything works and the air conditioning is good and they have a refrigerator and they have uh, uh, internet connections, and if we keep their living conditions good and their food good, then we expect in return just to have a happy crew member on board. And so employee engagement is, is so important. And we also celebrate, let's say, national holidays. If it's a, a Jamaican national holiday, then J- the Jamaican crew members on board will get together and throw a big party on the back deck. It's a, it's a big party for all the crew members. And so we celebrate in everybody's differences and their different nationalities. The cruise industry is a very accepting industry because we have people, again, from all over the world, and we celebrate all these differences. And as an American, probably uh, the largest ship I worked on was called the Spectrum of the Seas. Um, that ship had about 5,500 guests, uh, over 1,500 crew members there was maybe only 20 Americans on board. And so it's very eye-opening to sort of be the minority on board and and just relish in in the cultures of other people from around the world. That's one of the greatest things I talk about uh, in in my book is that uh, just working with people from all over the world has been the greatest experience in my life. The crew members have really made my time on board really special. Yeah, That's so cool that you get to experience that. I'm sure you have uh, a wealth of experience, a wealth of conversation uh, to continue that. Uh, Sounds like you need to have a podcast of your own here sometime in the, in the future, just to share of all of the knowledge, maybe even bring on some previous crew members that you've had and just talk about what that looks like in the future. Um, You know, one of the things I think you either said in your book or in an article is perfect as is a starting place instead of a finish line. What do you mean by that? Well, um, we developed uh, something that's called the more than perfect customer service model, where, as I was talking about earlier, customer service, as you mentioned, is the new marketing. You define yourself by customer service. Again, you have to go a little bit above and beyond what everybody else is doing. You have to have those little wow moments, even if it's even if it's staying open five minutes longer. So, for instance, if if a a bar is closing and somebody comes in, oh, can I get a drink? Do you have time? Some people say, oh, sorry, we're closed. Come back tomorrow. (coughs) Excuse me. Or somebody could say, sure, no problem. Let me fix you your last drink. Let me just do this. And that's the things that people remember. Like you remember from your cruise, they remember the little things, not necessarily the big things. And so the more than perfect model is to use perfect as a starting point and then go above that. And if we have time for a, a little story, I'll tell you where more than perfect comes from. Uh, we were in sailing out of Civitavecchia, Rome, which is the port city of uh, of Rome, Italy. 
And we were overnight in Egypt. And so when you go to Egypt, this was before the uprising back in about 2010, 2011. Of course, you go to the Egypt, you go to the pyramids. And so uh, one of the guests took a private tour to the pyramids. And, they, you know, we set, sell the tours from our ship, but then you can also do a, a private tour. So my family was on. I booked a private tour. It was absolutely wonderful. A little bus. We had our own tour guide. It was wonderful. And then uh, six months later, I had more friends come on board and they also wanted to go to the pyramids and they were going to book the ship tour. And I said, no, I have my own personal guy, my own, my own, like I own the guy, my own guy that I know. And and I said his name was Yasser. He was a tour guide. And I said, Yasser, just give him the same tour you gave me six months ago. He said, no, 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 Mr. Paul, this tour will be more than perfect, more than perfect. And I went, okay, yeah, sure. Just as long as you give them the same tour, that's all I care about. Because I was talking about this tour over and over again. Sure. Well, as it turned out, he did a little something extra for them at midnight. Because uh, 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 Cairo is about three hours away from where the ship is. So it's a long bus ride. You spend all day there and then it's a long bus ride back. So at midnight, after they finished dinner and been to the pyramids at night, Yasser, the tour guide, gave him one more thing. He arranged a tour down the Nile River at midnight. And he said, oh, I have something special for you. Well, on my trip, I didn't get to do the Nile River part. He went a little bit above and beyond the expectations. And they just, to this day, 10 years later, they still rave about that tour. So more than perfect is a starting line. You want to see how you can go a little bit above and beyond perfect in order for your guests to go, wow, I didn't expect that to happen. That's great. They're willing to spend more money with you. Even if you're charging more money, they'll come back because the service is so good. That's what more than perfect service is all about, going above and beyond the, your, the expectations. So taking that, I, I love that because what he did was he exceeded your expectation. But what you want to do now is if you could ever go back again, You'd be like, well, now take me down the river. And he's like, no, I'm going to go a little bit more than perfect. And maybe he'll do it a little bit further than what you even expected on that next trip. And and sometimes going more than perfect is just being nice, a smile on your face, a hello, please, thank you. How's the kids? What happened? You told me your wife was sick last time. Uh, How is she doing? Just remembering little things about a customer to make that customer feel good about walking into your business. It could be the dry cleaner. It could be a flower shop. It could be the gas station. It could be an automotive where you buy your car. But it's those little things that, you know, they make you feel special that you want to go back to them, even if they're a little bit more expensive. Yeah, I like that. One of my other guests, uh, his name is John DeJulius, and he would always say, uh, what is your clients or what are your friends even what are their fords and i was like ford and he's like yeah your fam their family their occupation their recreation and their dreams and i was like well that's actually really interesting and and so what from here on out i've tried to uh kind of incorporate it and so if somebody i haven't seen in two years i'm like hey how's that family how the kids soccer team doing and they're like you remember my kid plays soccer like what do you mean i did screw up one time uh, and i said Hey, how's, how's your son's karate? And they're like, no, my kid plays basketball. So I really need to make sure I take my notes and do it correctly the first time. But, uh, my, my, uh, my attempt was, was there. I, um, but so back to, back to you, it's, you've, you've had probably over your years, you've had probably a lot of positions. What, 
where was the first role? And then what's been your favorite role outside of the one you're currently in? Uh, well, because mostly um, I, my whole career has been on a ship. I've had a few different things on the ship. I actually started in the casino when I took my dog for a walk. It was to work uh, just making change. I was a cashier in the casino just making change. So that's actually where I started. But I was able to see around the whole ship different areas uh, that I liked. I actually left the cruises for a little while to go teach school because I have my teaching degree. I wanted to teach school and coach basketball. You know what the sad thing is, is that I could make more money on board a ship than I could as a teacher. Uh, and if you have teachers listening out there in, in your audience, God bless all the teachers. Man, they need our respect and our support more than ever now. So uh, as a former teacher, God bless the teachers. Um, but then I came back as I came back as cruise staff and sports staff and assistant cruise director, working my way up to cruise director. Um I, I don't know. I, I guess where I am right now is 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 just so great because um, I'm sort of the liaison between the company and, and our guests. I'm the one that's on stage every night. I host the major activities. I really have a lot of fun doing that. Um, uh, so I, I, I guess where I am right now has always been great. People have said, well, do you want to move up? Do you want to be like a hotel director? Do you want to go to food and beverage? And that, no, I'm very happy leading all the activities and entertainment being, you know, the fun people on board with the crew staff and the sports staff and, and things like that. So uh, pretty much my whole career has been on a ship and I, I'm, I'm just so fortunate. So very, very lucky to be doing it. Very cool. Um, so one question I ask every single guest at the very end as well is if you could leave a note to every single customer service or customer experience professional, it's going to hit everybody's desk Monday at 8 a.m. What would it say? Oh, Lord. There, I, <laughs> well, I could probably write another book about that, but I, I would think the first thing I would say is don't sweat the small stuff, because as we get older, we just realize that uh, we get way too emotional uh, about certain things. But the, the one thing I would say on the note is it's all about attitude. Uh, a good attitude can overcome pretty much anything and everything. I don't know if you've gotten that response before from some of your other guests, but certainly on a cruise ship, attitude is everything. You know, we say you hire for attitude and you can train for skill uh, and attitude, certainly in our industry where you are living with your customers and you are living with your coworkers on board a cruise ship for months and months at a time. Some of our crew members have contracts for eight months that they're away from home. Uh, attitude is everything. And it's so important and it's so easy to have a good attitude these days. And so really that would the, be the, the note that I would leave is that you're, you're, you and you can control your attitude. Nobody else should be able to control your attitude. It's all up to you. And it really sets the stage for everything you do in your life is, is your attitude. I love that. And, and just to finalize here, uh, one of my other guests, he said his name is Tim Kite and he has an equation called E plus R equals O. And it's, it's the event itself plus the response equals the outcome. He's like, the biggest thing that you have is that R factor is how you respond to the event that you're currently in. Exactly. And it's your attitude. And so I, I appreciate that was probably the only one who's really said uh, attitude or response uh, based off of that. But I love your answer. Now, Paul, what's the best way for my listeners to, to find you, to connect with you, to buy your book, et cetera? 
Well, uh, first of all, thank you for asking that. Um, I have my website. It's called paulruddersspeaks.com. Rudder is R-U-T-T-E-R. The book is available there. I actually have two books. The first one is called Repeat Business Incorporated about how to keep getting your customers to come back over and over. It's 50 tips and strategies. It's an easy read. And then the second one is you can't make this ship up. Uh, available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Uh, but again, you, they can get to me. My website is uh, paulruddersspeaks.com and my email is paul at paulruddersspeaks.com. And I would love to be able to speak uh, to any of your uh, listeners. And even if they have questions on what's the best cruise to go on, I'm, I'm more than happy to talk about cruising as well as business. So at, at any time, I'm, I'm more than happy to help. Well, I think you know by now if I ever attend a cruise ship uh next i'm i'm reaching out to you first for all of the the secret tips and tricks uh absolutely of the royal caribbean but paul thanks so much for your time i appreciate it i love the experience i love how you kind of focus on that personalization focus on the experience and have fun doing it so thanks so much for your time and uh, best luck to you in alaska thanks so much nick appreciate it hey listeners can you think of one person who would benefit from the information you learned today If so, please consider sharing this episode with them. And last, if you would like to receive all the quotes and book recommendations from all my guests, you can go to pressonefornick.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of Press One for Nick. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and share. Until next time, focus on your customers. Thanks for joining us for this session of CX of M Radio. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit cxofm.org for more resources.